I tell you, little buddy, this whole island is bewitched. Welcome to this bonus episode of Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My co-host is Greg Cott. And if you want to be the first to hear these bonus podcasts, become a Sound Opinions member on Patreon, like Mike Arvin. Thank you, Mike, for your support. We couldn't do it without you and listeners like you. Uh, So Greg and I like to take these bonus podcasts to illuminate a tune that we can't live without, popping the proverbial quarter in the Desert Island jukebox, if you will, or just talking more about great music. Greg, give us a little hint of what you're going to lay on us today. Well, Jim, uh, it's multifaceted, but essentially I'm going to be paying tribute to a band that has had hits with new music in six straight decades. Oh, I instantly know. I mean, that is that is a one-band list. I know where you're going, but I'm not going to ruin the surprise. Thank you. All right, we're going to hear more about that in a minute on Sound Opinions. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And we're back on Sound Opinions. Yes, we lost an Isley brother, right, Greg? Yes, you know exactly where I'm going, Jim. We've had Ernie on the show a couple times. Ernie's been on a few times. And Ronnie as well. Ernie and Ronnie were on the show together decades ago. And I'm amazed that this band isn't more revered. I mean, they they are revered, but it, it seems to me like they're one of the greatest bands in music history. Yeah. Certainly in that era. Uh, as I said, well, in, six, in which era? Six decades. What Isleys are you talking about? From the 50s to the early 2000s, they had hits with new music. That's the key, new, new music. music. Yeah. A lot of bands have had hits in multiple decades, but a lot of times it's like a recycled song from Some an from earlier the era, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was not the case with the Isleys. The Isley Brothers uh, formed in Cincinnati, Ohio. The reason I'm mentioning them today is that one of the co-founders of that band, Rudolph Rudy Isley, died at the age of 84 on October 11th. So Rudy left behind an incredible legacy um, as, as one of the founding members of the band. There were four brothers who founded the band initially. One of the brothers, Vernon, died uh, fairly early on. But they continued on with Ronnie and Kelly and Rudy and made a song called Shout in the late 50s, yep. which basically brought gospel fervor into the R&B canon and became one of the most iconic uh, 
you know, I mean, every every frat party had shout yeah. as, uh, on the on the on the playlist. Early rock hit uh, that that put the stamp on this music and Animal House. <laughs> Hugely influential. It wasn't the Beatles who did Twist and Shout right. first. It was the Isley Brothers, right. who, and then the Beatles copied their version of the song almost uh, note for note, inflection for inflection. Uh, the Isley Brothers continued to evolve through the decades. They formed their own label, the T-Neck label, named after their... They, after they had grown up in Cincinnati, they, they moved to T-Neck, New Jersey, mm-hmm. formed the T-Neck label, and became really one of the central to that uh, psychedelic funk yeah. era of the late 60s, early 70s. And then continued through the disco era. Nothing could stop these guys. They, no. they were cool in the slow jam era. They were cool in the disco era. They had hits every decade. They just continued to evolve. The other thing I loved about the Isley Gym is that they they were a self-contained band. Beyond the original brothers who were lead vocalists, who were shared vocals, Ernie came on board in the 70s, their younger brother Ernie on guitar, Marvin on bass, uh, Rudy's brother-in-law was the keyboard player, so it was a self-contained family unit, a band. And it was truly a band. They shared songwriting credits. Everybody contributed. Uh, the three singers were involved in almost every song. The one I want to play in tribute to Rudy Isley was uh, Fight the Power. Yeah. Uh, and, in, you know, people think of that song and they think of Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. Well, Public Enemy, Chuck D said, told me, you know, I was thinking about Fight the Power by the Isley Brothers from yeah. 1975 when I was writing our version of, the, of that. No, it's, it's as great a uh, militant civil rights anthem as anything Curtis Mayfield gave us. Absolutely. A, a huge protest anthem. Fight the Power parts one and two was just a staple of uh, every playlist. And with Ernie's guitar, I think they crossed over to a rock audience as well. Mm-hmm. So they were they were packing out arenas. Well, this young uh, guy named uh, Jimi Hendrix learned a thing or two from Ernie, and Ernie taught uh, him some tricks, and yeah. Hendrix taught Ernie some tricks. Jimmy, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because Jimmy was actually a sideman in the Isley Brothers yeah. in their early touring days. That was where he cut his teeth as a guitar player. And as you said, he introduced Ernie to a few tricks of yeah. the trade as they sat down on the couch at the family home and yep. said, hey, Traded kid, I heard you're interested licks. in guitar, right? <laughs> uh, this song is uh, Ernie Lark largely wrote this song, but the brothers, Rudy included, who were the lead vocalists, Ronnie, Kelly, and Rudy, they jumped right on it. They got the vibe for it right away. And it was one of those songs where they shared, the, the lead vocals were actually shared by the three vocalists mm. in, the, in the song. To me, it's one of the most urgent performances they ever gave, and one of the most pointed. And a lot of that had to do with the immediacy. They felt that song. Ernie was writing this great protest anthem, and they were all invigorated. There's a sense of righteous anger yeah. in this song that has translated across the decades. So uh, in tribute to Rudolph, Rudy Isley, and his great band, the Isley Brothers, uh, here is Fight the Power on Sound Opinions. Smile is in the making. You gotta fight the powers that be. Got so many voices. That is Fight the Power on Sound Opinions in tribute to the late Rudy Isley, dead at the age of 84. An absolute stone-cold classic. 
And that's it for this bonus episode. For more full episodes, visit soundopinions.org to sponsor the show. We'd love to welcome you. Email <laughs> sponsor at soundopinions.org. And thanks for listening. Sound Opinions, as always, is produced by Alex Claiborne, Andrew Gill, our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo, and our Columbia College intern, Max Hatlam. Social media is handled by Katie Cott.